1: It's time for. Here we go, here we go, here we go! Kickoff. With Boomer Asiacin and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement.
0: It's week 17, National Football League. I mean, Bo- Boomer and I, off the air, we're just doing our favorite Darnay Scott memories, late Bengals. And it evokes, Boomer, some stuff here with Joe Flacco uh, just coming in, lighting it up, <laughs> much like you did your last year in Cincy. Um, what is going on with this?
2: It's really hard to explain. And by the way, Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year to all of our listeners out there. I, I would just say this, that... Uh, It's remarkable what's happening and congratulations to the Cleveland Browns, Joe Flacco, Kevin Stefanski and the Browns fans. Finally, uh, since Baker Mayfield left, they hadn't had a playoff run and now they finally have one. And what's amazing to me, Mike, is that they're doing this with their fourth and fifth offensive tackles, their third running back, their starting wide receiver doesn't even play against the New York Jets on Thursday night and Flacco still throws for over 300. So, the way I look at this, uh, my last year in the NFL was uh, 1997. I played the last five games with the Cincinnati Bengals. We had a very young and very good team, but it was just, it wasn't led properly and all it needed was a little bit of uh, leading and just uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, patting on the back and getting everybody involved. And next thing you know, we went off on a five game run, which was amazing. We averaged over 30 points a game. So I see a lot of that in what's going on with Joe Flacco. He, he, Looks about as cool as he's ever looked to me. I know he's always been Joe cool, and maybe it didn't work out here with the Jets, and maybe the Jets made a mistake by not bringing him back after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. But quite frankly, he's in the right spot, and he's he's playing about as well as he's ever played.
0: He's comeback player of the year. Stefanski's your coach of the year. You know what else I couldn't help but think? And and, and again, it's it's easy to say, I guess. And it, You look at the Browns and what they gave up to get Deshaun Watson. You know, if they had just stuck with Baker Mayfield, who's about to earn a contract in Tampa, my opinion, man, think about how much better the team could be if you weren't spending a quarter bill fully guaranteed and give up three first round picks.
2: Yeah, it's crazy uh, what, what they're doing and, and how it's this whole thing has come about now. You know, it's interesting. Joe Flacco, is he going to be back there next year? <laughs> I mean, is that going to be a, a situation? And, you know, is Deshaun Watson going to be able to flourish if Joe Flacco's in the room? I mean, this is probably one of the reasons why Joe Douglas did not want to bring Joe Flacco back because he didn't want to stunt the growth of one yeah. Zach Wilson who's already been stunted. But I, uh, it's a weird, really weird situation happening in Cleveland. It's a great situation right now and it's a great story. Um, but, you know, in the offseason, that's when it really gets oh, it's interesting.
0: Oh, it's going to be. It'll. It's never dull. It's going to be completely. like Denver. Yeah. Uh, we'll get. Why don't we just get to that right now? Let's hit the rundown.
1: The NFL rundown.
0: It's one of the wilder situations. Look, it was no secret Sean Payton and, and Russ weren't exchanging Christmas cards, but the stories that have come out and Boomer give you all the runway with it I've never seen anything like it the reports come out they asked him to adjust this deal in October for this very reason oh by the way still go out there and lead us still go out there and let's continue to try to make the playoffs then that's gone so are you I the math on this is crazy I mean they're gonna have almost 50 million in just dead space on their cap next year he will be gone before March but Take me through your initial reaction to it and and, and where this goes.
2: Well, it reminded me a lot of what the Raiders did with Derek Carr last year. Uh, You know, they sat him for the last couple games, and they basically said, you're gone, and they're going to deactivate Russell. I don't know if they're going to put him as the backup quarterback. That would be really – that would be hardcore to me. I mean, you know, it sounds to me like they're going to deactivate him. Um, I, he's not going to be there. Doesn't feel like he's going to be there, and all of us can speculate why Sean Payton's doing this now. Sean Payton publicly is saying, "Well, we need a spark on the offense, and Jared Stidham's going to be the spark." Yeah, how so, did he
0: say uh, that with a straight face? Seriously, I, I think
2: he has to say it because of uh, CBA rules and you know all the potential legalities from Russell Wilson's side that may come out of this, and there may be legalities that come out of this or legal papers or whatever you want to call it, um, but there's going to be a, a definitely a pushback, I would imagine, from the NFLPA, and rightfully so. So this is, a, this is one of these weird things, and this is why I always side with this, the player in the NFL. You know, the NBA is a different story, hockey is a different story, baseball is a different story. These contracts aren't guaranteed. These um, these owners and these general managers will come to these players and they'll ask them to take pay cuts, much like Joe Mixon did in Cincinnati to stay there. And in this case, uh, you know, you got to remember Sean Sean Payton and and the and the Denver Broncos, the ownership there now, the GM there did not bring in Russell Wilson. And when they came in, I think they realized that they had a problem on their hands and that they wanted to get rid of it. And they were try to do the best they can with him. Um, I thought they were playing really really well there for a while but the last couple of weeks he's fallen by the wayside and I think that's one of the reasons why they've done this
0: yeah and again Peyton has unlimited runway right he's got the cachet to pull this off next year's largely going to be a lost season I have no idea where they go to get a QB but for Russell any early I don't know in your part is there a fit an aha moment where you're like you know what this is where he belongs
2: not at the moment no and uh, it's going to be obviously on a very small contract. He's got guaranteed money coming to him still yeah. from Denver, so he'll be a bargain next year for somebody. And and- it's easy for
0: me to say. I'm not, I'm not counting other people's money, but if I'm Russell Wilson and I'm 36 years old, I-, I think, A, I need to sign a deal that I can live up to. I need to sign a deal where the expectations are going to be realistic and in line with where my abilities are at, and I want to win. A, he would do himself a service by coming in on a very cheap deal because you can't very, live very, up to it
2: right it's a very weird situation you know and if we were talking about joe flacco last year at this time we'd be saying the same thing about him and now look
0: yeah well exactly <laughs> uh ravens niners let's cover it from both sides let's start with the good ravens as impressive as it gets Mike McDonald is defensive Ben Johnson. If you're in the market for a head coach and you want an offensive coach, you hire Detroit Lions, OC, Ben Johnson. You want a defensive coordinator, defensive head coach. You're looking at Ravens, Mike McDonald, what he did to Purdy. He had Purdy seeing ghosts. That was as impressive as it gets from the Ravens. Agree?
2: Yeah, I do. And uh, earlier in the season, there was a point in time where I had them the number one ranked team. And I think that's when San Francisco was going through their little swoon there. And another team went into San Francisco and beat them. Uh, much like the Ravens did. And that was the Bengals with Joe Burrow, if you remember. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, the Ravens, uh, I think, probably looked at that that tape and said, okay, what can we do? How can we confuse Brock Purdy? know, there are a couple of tip balls and everything else. And, you know, welcome to the real world, Brock you know, where all of us have had these kind of games. And I would fully expect him to come back and bounce back this week against Washington with a big game. And Kyle Shanahan's going to want to get him a big game, I guarantee you. So, But the Ravens are that good. And, you know, Lamar is now right front and center in the, uh, the, the NFL MVP conversation. And I remember telling you, I think we talked about this last week, that there were two games where, you know, maybe the, the NFL MVP would be decided. And yep. one was the Ravens-San Francisco game. The other one was the Miami and Dallas game.
0: Yeah, and I want to get to that in a second. But one, one note on Shanahan, and I, don't, I, I want to know what you make of it. The stat they flash up there when he's gone into the fourth quarter trailing by eight or more, what is it, 0-38? I was shocked by that. I, I mean, I understand it's hard to do in the NFL. It's hard to make comebacks. But 0-38, and you've had some damn good teams? Is that a thing, or is that just a fun stat?
2: Well, I think that's a thing. I think until, okay, you, until, good. You st- until you stop that thing, that's going to be the narrative that's going to be uh, attached to them now as we get closer to the playoffs. And I, I have no doubt that they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC. I'm not worried about that. And I do think that, uh, like I said, Brock Purdy will have a big week this week because I think Kyle Shanahan's going to want to get his confidence back up and you know make a statement against the Washington uh, Commanders. And that's what they should do.
0: Dolphins, Cowboys, who did the game, who did it say more about in that game?
2: I think, you know, it was a great game. It was a really well-played game. I, I liked the game, and, you know, obviously there's going to be losers. Um, you know, I thought the Cowboys really laid it on the line. I mean, they came out, and they played tough, and but it also brought out toughness that we haven't really seen in the Dolphins. So I kind of think that it shows you that the Dolphins don't always have to score 45 points to win. Uh, that they can get into a game where you know it's going to be physical, it's going to be nasty. People are going to be flying all over the place, and they can play. They that showed me something. Now, when we when we fast forward to this week in regards to the Dolphins, they're going to the Ravens. Let's see what they do this week with the number one seed in the AFC on the line, and let's see how this game plays out. Obviously, one of these teams will lose. Most likely, it's not going to be a tie, and to me we'll find out just who the Dolphins are as they go on the road, cold weather, Ravens, tough team. But I wonder where the Ravens are. You know, they put a lot of effort into yes. that 49er game. So you wonder if it's a let, I can't imagine it being a letdown spot, especially with John Harbaugh being the coach.
0: No. And Cowboys look at just at a certain point, it's two yard. They can't win on the road. I mean, they, they played, they played hard, but it, it's the mistakes. I mean, look, I, I, Easy for me. I mean the Pollard thing, I still don't know how he didn't get in. We're doing fullback dives. You know, it, it's a bad penalty at the bad at the worst time. Mm-hmm. It's giving up a sack at the worst time. It reminded me a lot of their trip to Philly because that's a game the Cowboys to me should have won. And their own undoing, their own mistakes, the zaniness, they cost themselves in Philly and they cost themselves in Miami. It's just who they are on the road.
2: So guess what? They're gonna be playing the NFC South winner most likely that week one in the playoffs. Who you got in that game?
0: Come of course on, you got the Cowboys. Of course yeah, you well, got the you, Cowboys. Well, you know what though? I'll tell you what. Show me, show me the Cowboys going to Tampa and laying three and a half, and I'm riding with Baker.
2: All right. Well, that's a different story. We'll see what the spread is, but I think the Cowboys <laughs> end up
0: winning the game,
2: and I think that they will be they in damn well better. Where, Mike think,
0: McCarthy's going to be changing addresses.
2: You know, it's amazing how just certain coaches uh, have so, so much attached to them, and he's one of them. But I do think that when you think about the Cowboys, they are going to be a pain in the ass in the playoffs. I do believe that, and I do yeah. believe that they will make it to the divisional round at least.
0: All right, Raiders Chiefs. Look, let me start with the good. It's just I want to implore Mark Davis to one time show competence as an owner and as a franchise. Just give Antonio Pierce the job. They play hard for this dude. They are they play physical. Boomer, they bullied the Chiefs in Arrowhead. They were so physical and they were so domineering. They didn't have to complete a pass after the first quarter. I just can we just give Antonio Pierce the job, please?
2: Yeah, he was uh, he's leading them to an ass kicking, is what he did. And I think if you are Mark Davis, it's Christmas and you beat the Chiefs in an Arrowhead, uh, I think you got to give him the job. I, I don't know how you don't give him the job, but then you got to find him a quarterback. I mean, you really got to find him a quarter. They can't keep winning games this way. And you know, Aiden O'Connell uh, obviously is a rookie. He's, he's had moments but you could see that you know he played, Antonio Pierce played the game the way that Brian Dable tried to play the game the first time Tommy DeVito stepped on the field against the Jets, without throwing a ball, playing defense, punting, and then what was really the true statement here, Mike, was how they ran it down their throats in the fourth quarter. To me, that that tells you another team is getting its ass kicked when the other team comes in, doesn't even have to throw or complete a pass, and runs it right down your throat and eats up the clock. Perfect. Boomer, who are you who are you more worried about, Chiefs or Eagles? Uh, right now I would say – that's a good question. I would say the Chiefs for me because I don't like the way their offense is playing. I don't like the way that Patrick Mahomes is playing, and I know that sounds – um, I, I guess sacrilegious because he is a great player and he can do so many fantastic things, but there's too much secondary stuff. Too much, let me snap the ball, let me stand around here, let me see if I can find Travis Kelsey as opposed to, you know, planting that back foot and letting it rip and reading the defenses. And I, I guess he's in a bad spot mentally right now. That's the only way I could put it.
0: Yeah, I, you know, listen, everybody can have a bad day. We've seen Tom Brady meltdown on people. Like, I'm all for it. I like the intensity, but Part of the problem, Pat, is you. Like, just play. Enough of the yelling and the screaming and all that. And the Kelsey stuff, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I stand by it. I think this dude is distracted. I also think he's 34 <laughs> and his body's failing him. No, I mean, it's just, I mean, Boomer. And, and look, those aren't crimes. It's just reality. But he's not the same player. Are and you, like, this is,
2: the way I, this is the way I think about this whole Taylor Swift thing. I, I think it's great up? for the NFL. I really do. And I know maybe hardcore NFL fans like yourself had enough of all this. But I'm just wondering how she must be doing mentally with all the memes and stuff out there that are being made of her from the fan bases of uh, teams that, you know, a fan bases that hate the Chiefs and can't stand them winning. And you can just imagine just the overload that's probably coming her way.
0: Let me, let me me tell Let me tell you this. His relationship is the least of my worries. I get more annoyed with him that he's in 356 commercials that are going to air this week, <laughs> and he's got this podcast that he uses as a personal platform to be constantly aggrieved. Do yourself solid. Go play. All right? Don't drop a yep. ball. I don't really care who you're dating. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. It's not my business. You know, a man, question. woman, whatever. Yeah. Like, do your thing. Live your life. But, man, your performance on the field, you don't get to blame the media for that. No, you don't.
2: But I I thought he actually played tough last week. I thought he, he, especially in the beginning of the game, he caught a couple passes and tried to run guys over and he was trying to meet physicality with physicality. So he's not the same player he was when he was 28 for sure, but he's still a great player. Here's the other thing I'll say. If you and I, let's be honest, Mike, if you and I were approached by all these different companies to do their commercials, what would we say?
0: Well, hold on. Now, a little bit different because you and I are approached by all these companies. It doesn't affect (laughs) our shows. I mean, hold on a minute. You're not asking me to run a seam route. I'm just making a point here. Um, I I just feel like, you know what the Chiefs need to do is dial it down. You know, next year is going to be a new year. Less noise, less nonsense. Get back to basics because you're right, Boomer, it's just too much secondary stuff. That's all. And I come on, you and I, you're approached by every brand on the planet, including Casamigos. That's yes. called a segue, people. <laughs> See, it doesn't affect my game. Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequilas. The Reposado, Inejo, the Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. They got them all. Casamigos tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Casamigos Tequila reminds you, always, especially New Year's coming up, celebrate responsibly.
1: It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All
0: right, we're in the last couple weeks of the year, and and, and what you see is what I like to call, Boomer, college football spreads. This is where the NFL, you go, wait, that number's huge. (laughs) You're at a time of year you're going to see Team A with a lot to play for, and Team B, they're already packing their bags for Cabo. So, let's get into it. Let's do the picks.
1: Picks of the Week.
0: Saturday night. I am terming it separation Saturday. The Lions and Cowboys. The winner, it's it's on track, especially if you're the Lions. You could talk about dreaming. You lose, just enjoy winning your division. Cowboys laying five and a half. Back on the Ponderosa. What do we got? Yeah, I think the
2: Cowboys have been uh, under the gun now for the last two weeks. And, you know, getting back home, uh, comfort confines, the whole thing going for them. I I think that they have a chance to win this game by about a touchdown. I think I could see a 24-17. I could see a 28, kind of 21 type of game. I do like the Cowboys here at home. I'm going to lay the five points, and I'll take the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It'd be easy for me to take the Lions and say, well, they could lose close. But the Cowboys at home. Man, they 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 turn into a transformer. I, I just feel like this is it. This is it for McCarthy if he lost. This is it for this team. Give me the Cowboys, Texans laying four, hosting the Titans. Stroud back in the saddle.
2: I'm glad to see him back in the saddle, and hopefully, you know they'll have their full complement of offense. Obviously, Tank not being one of them. But I I do like this the fact that. They're playing for something. They've uh, not been playing well the last couple weeks. I know that they came back with Case Keenum a couple weeks ago, but that was not a pretty game by any stretch of the imagination. I think they get back on track here. Uh, Titans, uh, interesting. I'm not really sure what they're going to be doing at quarterback. I don't know if it's going to be Tannehill. I don't know if Will Levis is able to play. Uh, And I think Mike Vrabel's holding most of that stuff uh, close to the vest as we speak right now. So I'm going to take the Texans here at home.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't love laying north of a field goal with a rookie QB, but you have to. And, and again, strength on strength. Texans are going to grip it and rip it, throw it. That's Titans' weakness. Um, I'll go Texans. Bills lay in 13, hosting the Patriots.
2: This has got blowout written all over it. It really I'm does. So I just feel, feel like uh, Buffalo is playing so good. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen has rediscovered himself. I think I feel like I've said that now the last three weeks in a row. Um, New England's defense has been really good, uh, but Bailey Zappi is not going to go into Buffalo and, and beat the Buffalo Bills here. I think the Buffalo Bills make a statement, and I think they come away with a, a huge win, and I think it's by at least at least 17 points.
0: Patriots off a big win. Bills with a scare. Come home. Get right. I'm with Boomer here. I think they blow the doors off the Patriots, and you never hear me back in a big favorite, but I'm with you. They're begging you to take the pats there. Rams laying five and a half as they travel to MetLife.
2: I love the Rams. Um, I think the Rams are uh, a hot team. I think their offense is uh, capable of putting up 31 points every time they step on the field, especially with the healthy wide receivers that they have right now. Uh, We all talk about Joe Flacco and how great he's playing. Uh, Don't lose sight about how great Matthew Stafford is playing. He is on fire, and I think that uh, New York is going to have a hard time scoring in this game. I know Tyrod Taylor starting for them, and I think that's the right call by Brian he wants He wants to win, but I don't think that he's going to have enough offense to be able to keep up with the Rams.
0: I don't think the Giants win. Lord knows if they do, I'm going to disappear and get a new identity and just leave the country. Don't ruin your draft status, but I'll tell you right now, Stafford outside this time of year, give me the points. I'm going to take the Giants. They won't go away, Boomer. They 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 refuse to just lose and give me peace and serenity. this well, you know what, the, season. But that's
2: a reflection of the coach. You know, don't you? Think? I know it
0: is. I know it is. And they got I don't, a good coach, I don't man. hate Dayball.
2: ball. No, they got a good coach, and they they got a good defensive coordinator. They just need. Uh, a quarterback. And an offensive line. And a partridge in a pear tree. Line. Right, but yes. they definitely need – they they have to figure out what their quarterback situation is moving forward, and they definitely have to refortify their offensive line.
0: Giants points, give it. All right, this is going to be a veto for me. I want nothing to do with this. Niners laying 13 at the Commanders.
2: Oh, give me the Niners all day. I'm telling you. For like real? I was saying, yeah, like I was saying in the first uh, segment – you know this is a get right game for Brock Purdy man and Kyle Shanahan is going to pull out all the stops and all the different offensive looks all you know I wouldn't be surprised if Christian McCaffrey goes over 100 here again um and by the way he didn't do anything to hurt his potential MVP no. candidate uh, candidacy last week against uh you know against the uh, Ravens so I I think this is a huge game for San Francisco I hate laying all these points but I just feel mm-hmm. like this is one of these bounce back games for Brock Purdy because Kyle Shanahan is going to set it up for him
0: Go Eagles laying 11 and eleven and a half host in Arizona.
2: It's another one. You know, I said the Eagles would get better right at the the last three weeks of the season. I thought uh last week, you know, without the interception return for a touchdown by the Giants, you know, they were killing the Giants all over the place. And I How think about the, the same, kickoff.
0: Right? What the hell was that? What was Zacharias doing or whatever his name is?
2: Oh my but god. I, but I, I like Philadelphia here too. I, I I could see them blowing out Arizona because I just I don't love Kyler Murray outside cold weather. We talked about him last week. Same thing,
0: same situation. Yeah, this one I'll get involved with. I'd like to see a little bit of a bounce back for AJ Brown too. I I I just something is something didn't look right. He hasn't gotten in the end zone in about a month. I'll go Eagles here. Bucks, Saints. Oh baby, this is this is all the marbles. Bucks laying two and a half. Fun note, Boomer. Saints first game outside since Week Five.
2: Yeah, this is why I like the Bucs and Baker Mayfield. I like the way that he's been playing. Uh, You know, there isn't a guy under more scrutiny or more pressure this weekend than Derek Carr to lead his team to victory. I mean, this has been a really disappointing year for New Orleans. He's got decent stats, but the stats aren't resulting in wins. I thought they would win the division. This is basically to save their season, but I do like Baker Mayfield the way he's playing, and I'll take Tampa Bay at home and I'll lay the points.
0: Yeah, and look, this is a tough pick for me. I almost made this the second veto. The Saints always have the Bucks number, and this goes back to when Brady was there. You can go look, um, but this is a different Saints team, and I'm I'm with you. I am not a Derek Carr guy. Give me the Bucks, lay the two and a half. Jags laying six and a half, hosting. America's favorite underdog, the Panthers. They can't stop covering Boomer.
2: I know that. That's why I'm going to take Carolina in this game. I don't like what Jacksonville is going through. Jacksonville's going to win the game. It's going to win. They're going to win the game. But their defense and their offensive line is like in shambles right now. And I just think that whatever it is about Bryce Young, maybe he's, you know, he's catching on a little bit slowly. But surely, as long as he doesn't, you know, have the, the dopey turnovers. They should be able to keep the game close. I think Jacksonville wins, but I'll take Carolina in the points.
0: Yeah, listen, and Bryce Young looked good. That's probably got more to do with Joe Barry's defense. Another guy who's not going to get a Christmas card from Packer fans. But I'll take the Panthers. You just got to take the points here. Uh, Bears laying three, hosting Atlanta. You know what to do here. Give me the Bears, baby. I am
2: not taking Atlanta. Atlanta. The Bears are rolling right now. Their defense since they – Acquired Montez sweat is a completely different team. And look, you want to talk about a guy that's trying to make a statement. That's that's Justin Fields. I give the kid a a lot of credit. I don't believe he's going to be their quarterback next year. I believe he'll be playing somewhere else. Maybe Atlanta, he'll be playing. Maybe Atlanta will be looking at him in this game and scouting him in this game and maybe throwing some things at him to see whether or not he can handle it. So they have a better idea as to whether or not they should trade for him. But I do like Chicago here at home.
0: Arthur Smith off a win. Awful. And again, again, Atlanta on the road against a legitimate defense with their quarterback play? No, thank you. Bears, Colts laying three-and-a-half, hosting the Raiders.
2: Oh, man, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game unless there's turnovers by either one of these two teams. I think the I think the Raiders, they, they put it all on the line last week. They wanted to make a statement against Kansas City. I'll, I'll take the Raiders here and the points, but I think Indianapolis wins the game.
0: I am going to put this as my second veto. I have a hard time picking against the Raiders, how hard they're playing, how much they care, and how much Pierce connects with them, and the physicality. I know the Colts laid an egg last week. I should take them, but I just, I'm with you. Low scoring. I don't want to lay north of a field goal. I also have a little PTSD watching Aiden O'Connell not complete a pass after the first quarter. I'm just going to veto this one. I'm you know, out. Interesting. If you force me, I take the Colts. If you
2: think two years ago, this is like the same game that Indianapolis should have won, and it would have put mm-hmm. them in the playoffs, but Carson Wentz came down with the COVID, but he he played because they, they minimized the COVID days off. And uh, the, the Vegas was Raiders in Was that the Jacksonville game towards nope. the end of the year? That was the last game of the year. They lost at Jacksonville, but they lost at home the second to last week. This Vegas Raider team went in there and beat okay. them with their car.
0: Oof. Oof is right. Lowlights in Colts history. All right. Seahawks laying three and a half, hosting the now explosive Pittsburgh Steelers?
2: No, no chance. Uh,. <laughs> You know, Mason Rudolph had a really nice game. And, you know, it was he hit a couple big throws. They, they didn't throw a lot. They kept them under 30 attempts, which is good because they wanted to run the ball. The Cincinnati Bengals, unfortunately, Jake Browning, the bloom off the rose a little bit with the interceptions and everything. I don't think Geno is going to do that against the Pittsburgh defense. I'll lay the points, and I'll take the home team, Seattle Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I'll take Seattle. They need it more. Got to bounce back. Got to play well. Give me Seattle. I did enjoy this one. Broncos laying two fresh off of making their quarterback disappear against the Chargers and Easton Stick.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to get into this one all that much. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on in Denver right now. I'd like to veto this game. I am not taking this game. I'm staying away. If Russell Wilson was playing, I would take Denver. But with all this stuff going on, I don't know how the players in the locker room are going to react to what they're doing to Russell.
0: You got to remember. I'll I'll tell you what they're going to do. It's it's just like a dog who's really happy. They're gonna roll over and show their belly. Give me a little belly scratch over here. Oh, it's the Chargers all day. I have a okay. little belly scratch. Booms. That, that's Chargers. What I'm vetoing. I'm vetoing. Come on, East and Stick. Uh, Chiefs laying three and a half hosting the Bengals. Did you see
2: what Jamar Chase said? Oh boy, he's uh, he's trying to ramp it up. I guess he's playing this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bengals and I'll lay the points. Um, I can see Kansas City winning the game. I can see a late field goal winning for them. And I think Jake Browning has a bounce back game here against the Kansas City defense.
0: This is tough. I mean, you know, we we had talked about it. You made a great point last week where, look, the Steelers, when Jake Browning first started, his first start, they messed him up. The alignments messed him up. Some of the coverages, the disguising. I kind of wonder here, do we get a little more of the same? That that Chiefs team, it's now or never. I mean, I know they're not playing good football. I know they shouldn't be laying three and a half, but Boomer. Jake Browning, Spags has got to be frothing at the mouth. I, I got I got to go Chiefs one last time here. I got to. I, I hate this pick. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs. All right. Now, this last game comes with a caveat. I didn't okay. get to it in the rundown, and I have to ask you. Vikings are in a pick em against the pack. You're getting Jaron Hall, the rookie from BYU, for the Vikings, as they spin the quarterback wheel. The storyline for the Packers, Jair Alexander, all-world corner, and also a world-class ding-dong sometimes. (laughs) Goes out – I mean, this guy's got a number of weird things in his career. Boomer, the guy's not named the captain, goes out for the coin toss, not named the captain, he's the one calling it, not named the captain, almost botches it and gives the Panthers the ball at the start of each half. He is now suspended for this game. I have now I, I, a discipline is fine. Boomer to pack have to have it. He's suspended. You ever seen anything like this? Uh,
2: you know, I think there are certain things that you have to uh, make sure that the players understand. And I saw the post game interview with Jair Alexander, and I was really disappointed. Uh, I want to give you a com- pair of those shades.
0: Would that be yeah, okay with you? Uh, yeah, it
2: would be. But I, I mean, completely. The thing about football that I love and I think most of us love is the respect that you give the game, the respect that you give the coaches, the respect that you give your teammates. And even though he said my boys were okay with it and everything else like that, I'm like, come on, man, you can't be doing that. You can't be putting yourself front and center like that. And you put your head coach in a really, really difficult position and he has no choice but to suspend the player. And I think Matt LaFleur did the right thing here. It's wacko, and this is why I never wanted to get into coaching because I didn't really want to deal with some players like this because I would would be, like, frothing at the mouth uh, as the game started, and I probably would have sent the guy back into the locker room at that moment. I wouldn't have waited until after the game. I would have sent him in right then and there, get the hell out of here. So um, I'm going to take the Vikings here. Yep.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, Just have to. I mean, Jaron Hall, there's no read on it. The game he played, he got concussed. He then lost his job. They played Mullins. I'll go with Minnesota. I'll go with that defense. And like I said, Joe Barry Barry has got to be removed as Packers DC. He is a menace. Just get him out of here. We're going to get to best of the best, which is going to be Miami and Baltimore. Can't wait to get there. We also have New Year's resolutions for teams, coaches, players, you name it. We're all over it. But first... Boomer, tell them about Casamigos, please. All
2: righty, Mike. You got it. What goes great with football? We all know Casamigos tequila does. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and love it, by the way. Make sure you have plenty on hand for the Week 17 games, whether it be Añejo, Blanco, Reposado, Cristalino, or Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila. And Casamigos tequila reminds our friends to please, please celebrate responsibly. (laughs)
1: It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.
0: Jam packed last segment. Final word coming up in a few minutes. Got some resolutions for everybody coaches, teams, players, not gifts, resolutions. Uh, But first, the matchup of the week, the best of the best.
1: This week's best of the best.
0: And it's two teams coming off the biggest win of their season. It is the Ravens laying a flat three as they welcome in the Miami Dolphins. Boomer, where do you want to start with this? I mean, both teams are going to be challenged focus and emotion-wise after huge Ws. Um, wh- where, where, do you go, uh, initially looking at it?
2: I mean, which one of these teams is going to be playing the lack of respect card this week, right?
0: I mean, that's everybody in the NFL, yeah.
2: lack of respect. They don't respect us. They don't respect me. I got to go out and win. I got to go out and prove myself. You know, people pay too much attention to people like you and I, uh, that talk about all of this. Here's the interesting thing. I cannot get enough of Mike, Mc- uh, Mike McDaniel on hard knocks. I just, I can't, I mean, the guy is unbelievable. I think he's an amazing coach i think he's an amazing communicator but i can also see john harbaugh taking a couple snippets from that and showing his team going what is this tool talking about this is ravens football we've heard patrick uh, yeah. queen talk about ravens football nobody plays our brand of football and i think this is going to be a kind of a wake-up call for miami i'm kind of leaning towards the ravens the minus three tells me that people think that this game is even and I, I just think that the way Lamar Jackson has been playing the last few weeks, uh, he is out really to make a statement. And I, and I could see him having a huge game here against Miami, both on the ground and through the air.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing I go back to, too, is, is Harbaugh is great motivationally. And a lot of these Ravens, you can draw upon it. Last year, they had an absolute collapse against this Miami team. Two will put up 28 in the fourth quarter. They were throwing bombs all over the place. I question a little bit with Miami. Jalen Waddell is hurt again, which that's becoming a real problem. They're also beat up all over the offensive line. I, I I'm with Boomer for me. It's Ravens at home. Lamar as a favorite of three or less, or you know, including being an underdog, is just he's a machine. I mean, literally seventy five percent of the time they're covered. So, if you want to pick the game, I, I go there. I know we talked football in the last segment. Eileen Ravens here. I just I got a hard time believing Miami's going to show up and go to Baltimore back-to-back seasons and beat them. And well, Lamar's on a mission well. for his second MVP.
2: Right. And remember, Lamar got hurt last year. Remember all the controversy around him, whether he should play or he isn't playing or he's trying to protect his future and trying to get a contract. Yep. All those different uh, scenarios around uh, Lamar, I think, do play a big part in the way that he's playing this year because he got hammered last year for not signing that contract or not at least having somebody representing him to get a contract signed. But I I also remember this, that the Ravens beat teams with winning records. You know, they, they, they don't back down from anybody. And when you take a look at their schedule and you take a look at the teams that they beat and when they play them, I think there's either seven or eight teams on their schedule that had winning records when they were playing the Ravens, and the Ravens beat them. So John Harbaugh is doing his best. I think uh, I think they are the team right now in the AFC, and that this this game will prove it. I, I think for all of us to watch and see for ourselves how Lamar Jackson may run away with the MVP this weekend if he can beat Miami and he beats and you know he plays the game that he played last week, which was the dual threat Lamar, which I think was what we're
0: going to see here. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Ravens. It's chalky, but I think you nailed it with some of the things you said as well. All right. Let's get to the final word.
1: Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word.
0: So we try to have a little bit of fun in the last set. So with New Year's on the horizon and resolutions. Boomer and I are problem solvers. This is what we do. We want to give what what teams or coaches or players some some resolutions for next year. So I'll give you an example. The Chiefs resolution has to be two things. Prioritize two things. A a legitimate wide out one. A legitimate lead dog wide receiver by any means necessary. Two less noise surrounding the team, less commercials, less podcasts, less relations with global icons. <laughs> Simplify this deal and get back to being the Chiefs.
2: I, I agree with you. The one thing I wonder is whether or not Travis Kelsey calls it a career. That, I wonder about that. I really do. You know, we talk about his I age. He's up you, there.
0: Go ahead. I want to bet you uh, a sandwich. All he right. retires.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I haven't heard any noise about that, but I just, you know, he is now like in a stratosphere that none of us can even imagine. And I don't mind the commercial. I don't mind any of that stuff. The podcasts are great. I love him, his brother. You know, I, I laugh at them when I see them, and it's great to see two brothers doing that. Um, but I really think it comes back to getting that wide receiver number one. And by the way, they are the defending champions. I think a lot of this year they, they've had a – They've had a target on their back, and the success that both Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes has had since they've come together is just its ridiculous, and I have nothing but respect for it. So I don't know if they could turn it on here in the playoffs, but I, I do agree with you. A legit wide receiver one, T. Higgins, would be a perfect fit.
0: All right. Give me your resolution, please.
2: You know what? I'm going to go to your Giants, and I know that you and I probably are on the same, oh uh, <laughs> the same wavelength here. I was talking about they have to get their offensive line straight, and they will. But, man, I, I, their quarterback situation since the end of, like, Eli Manning's last three years, then Daniel Jones, and now this whole Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor, it's just been a mess. They haven't had a legitimate leader that has been a top-shelf quarterback since Eli was in his prime, and they have to make a decision here. And I would, I would make the decision that it's time to move on, and if they can draft one of these younger kids coming out of college high in the draft, I would say go for them.
0: Listen, I think this is something people are going to have to be uncomfortable with, but they're going to have to get comfortable with it. If the Giants want to land that player, they're probably going to have to trade up because as it stands right now, they're picking fifth. It is clear whether the, it's the Bears or they move the pick. Caleb's going number one. It's pretty clear the Patriots will take Drake May at two unless they've lost their minds. Jaden Daniels becomes the next guy, and I could see him being a commander, which means you're either taking the fourth QB at the, off the board at five, which, by the way, I don't, I don't know who that's going to be, or do they can they get in the veteran market? You know, would you – You can't bring Justin Fields here. You need something more proven, and I don't have a name. So you're going to have to move up, and you're going to have to bite down hard to do it because it's going to be expensive. Agree?
2: Yes, it's going to be very expensive. Plus, you got to remember, Daniel Jones has $41 million guaranteed coming to him next year.
0: Oh, God help me. (laughs) All right, my next New Year's resolution. Detroit Lions dedicate all resources (laughs) to getting a pass rush. Aiden Hutchinson can't do it alone. Ali McNeil is just one guy. They need to do what they didn't do at the deadline. They they, they didn't go out and get Montez Sweat. They didn't go get Chase Young. I, I don't know if it's Daniil Hunter in the offseason. I don't know what it is. Get a pass rush, and it elevates the Lions to being a Super Bowl caliber team.
2: Yeah, I think their offense is totally set. They're also going to have to give a new contract to Jared Goff, and they're going to have to discuss how long they're going to want to go with him and how much per year. But I agree with you. Get the Get the quarterback signed first, and then – the pass rush without question. Let me ask you a question on it.
0: about the Goff thing because I'm, yes. I'm interested in your perspective as a quarterback. Look, they have him signed next year. Then you also have that nasty franchise tag hanging over your head. I know that can have a toxic effect. Let's say, look, they've won the North. Let's say they win the wild card playoff game at home, which Lion fans so richly deserve. And then they, no shame, let's say they lose in Philly. What kind of contract are you offering, Goff?
2: You know, he's. You're going to start with uh, Daniel Jones because everybody's going to look at Daniel Jones at 41 million. You know, yeah. could I see four years, 160 million? I think. I think that would be fair. That would be a place to start. I think if I were his agent, yeah. but depending on how deep they go into the playoffs, it may even be more than that.
0: Well, boy! All but right. Somebody, but somebody resolution? along
2: the line has got to stop this. Somebody along the line has got to stop saying we we're going to be paying these quarterbacks you know, all this money, like Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff's like Baker, you know, I'll give you 25 million. I'll give you 50 million for two years to stay in Tampa. I'm not giving you 40 million. I'm just not doing it.
0: Yeah. No, Hey, hey listen, boomer. You wouldn't believe it. People, you wouldn't believe it. But here in Detroit, even as the lions are doing their thing, there's a healthy portion of this fan base. They do not want to pay Jared Goff. Hey, we drafted Hendon hooker out of Tennessee in the third round. I go, guys, listen, you best be real careful. We go, Oh, well, look at what your giants did guys. You sign the guy you have because when you go out in the wilderness, it's a pretty scary place sometimes. Right. All right, what's your next resolution? All right, my next
2: one's gonna be for Russell Wilson, man. Turn the you know, turn the headset off, stop listening to what everybody's saying, be more genuine about who you are, what you're trying to do, and try to take less money and go prove yourself with a chip on your shoulder. He's gotta find a team, and maybe it's Atlanta. You know, and I know that we're talking about Justin Fields to Atlanta, Russell Wilson to Atlanta but maybe just maybe Atlanta with all those young stars and all that speed on the field could use a Russell Wilson cheap uh, at that team and Russell could use those players to elevate himself.
0: I like it. And, and, again, sign a deal that is commiserate with your abilities. You know, drop the ego, all right, Mr. Mister Unlimited. Yeah, Let's drop all stuff. of that. Right. Take, you're a 36-year-old quarterback who it's been a few years since Russ has cooked. Sign a normal deal, be a normal human. Let's start there. My resolution Bryce Young, meet squat rack. You gotta get your body in shape. You gotta hit the weights, kid. No, I mean it's listen, it's it's one thing to joke around about. Is he tall enough to ride a roller coaster? Bryce, physically you gotta add fifteen pounds of muscle. You got to do
2: what uh, Tua did last year do, do yes. exactly what Tua did last year. And then you'll be fine. I think he's, you're actually seeing a little bit more improvement from him. He's going to have a new coach, a new offense. So we'll see where they go. Uh, my next guy would be Aaron Rodgers, and uh, as somebody in the media and somebody who appreciates the media and makes money in the media and did when I played, but I didn't make the money that these guys are making today for sure. Uh, I would say less media and more attention to football, man. And just, Just do whatever you possibly can to make it through 17 games for the New York Jets next year. The media thing has driven a lot of people crazy, has driven people away from him. People find him just disingenuous when they listen to him. I personally respect the hell out of him, especially in some of the things that he does stand for. But at the end of the day, he's got to play football and be healthy for the New York Jets
0: uh yes i I also had a note in here for the jets could someone plug salah's headset in so he actually talks to someone during a game um let me give you this one for the national football league this is a resolution get rid of the tush push it's not a football play this isn't rugby it's nonsense get rid of it
2: why why doesn't everybody do it as well as philadelphia then
0: it's not about doing it as well as them. No one should be doing it. Well, it's here's ridiculous. the deal. You know, you know why. You know why they actually do it so well is
2: because they have the best center in football, and Correct. they have the right size quarterback who knows how to get on the back of his center and just follow well, right. him forward. The Somebody's only person I don't mind put... to play. I don't mind to play. You know what? I think it's ultimate like warrior football. That's oh, what I think. I think it's God. ultimate warrior football. You're always talking about, you know, we've made the game too soft. We have too many penalties. We have this. We have that. You know, we roughen the quarterback and all this other stuff. Uh,
0: there were a couple roughing the passers in that Miami game, by the way. Uh, that just sent me to the roof. I'm all shaky. for protecting QBs, but yes. come on now. Gee whiz. <laughs> Gee whiz.
2: I, but I like the tush push. I'm sorry, man. It, it brings that, me you back don't have to, to, to my
0: roots. No, no, it's not Neanderthal. I just – I think it violates a little bit of the spirit of the rule. But you nailed it. Jalen Hurts, the dude – him and Nick Chubb are the two guys in the league they are going to put 650 on a squat rack. They're built like tanks. They can do it. it we just talked about Bryce Young. They take him out of the game to do it. They bring in poor Andy Dalton. It's terrible. Uh, but listen, we are – next week, uh, Scones has already said it, we're going to have some playoff bracketology. We will get a clearer picture of one of the greatest seasons of all, which is the NFL postseason. All of that and more coming up next week. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.
1: It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.